Hey, Thursday Night Live. Hi, everybody. Glad you're able to tune in again. We love being able to have a heart-to-heart -heart and chit-chat with you. Crazy day at work, so I'm still in my work clothes. So don't... Um, you're probably used to me always in blue. But it was a crazy day. I don't know. Anybody else have a crazy day today? We're going to go ahead and get right into our message. Um, if you had a crazy day, let's just like... There's a, what's that? There used to be a cheer when we played football. Shake it off, shake it off. Oh, yeah. Shake it off, yeah, shake it off. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to shake it off, shake it, it off. For anybody else who's had a bad day, let's just go ahead and shake it off, shake it off. Anyway, let's go ahead and open. Lunch you open us on the word of prayer. Today we're going to be sharing uh, just a really, just a really cool part of our faith, tying it in with jazz and just one of the great nuggets of faith. And what, what it entails to place our faith mm -hmm. and trust and understanding that not everything can be explained. And um, sometimes we just have to, by faith, trust things. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead, Pastor. Father, thank you, Lord, for um, our time together. I pray, God, that you would bless our conversation. And, Lord God, that uh, every heart would be open to receive the, just the blessings of what you have for them. That you give insight to them, Lord, and that uh, you just bless our conversation as we share the things that you've placed before us to share. And so, God, this is your time. We give it to you. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So, um, I'm gonna be. We're gonna be talking about improv living in a changing world, Part Five. Mm -hmm. uh, blessed are the flexible, and that's basically what we're mm -hmm. talking about. You know, just life the way it is. Uh, we have to be flexible. Things have changed. 2020 has been a crazy year. And so we've had to learn how to improv, you know, and that's basically where I got the jazz improv idea. And uh, Jesus was always talking about new things. You know, he talked about new wineskins. Um, he, he taught his, his disciples to improv, you know, when Jerusalem um, and Israel, people were getting saved and uh, they had to make some adjustments in the middle of that. Uh, Acts 15, if you ever get a chance to read it, it's a beautiful uh, passage that shares about how they were able to improv and recognize that God was doing something. Uh, talked about syncopation, you know, bringing uh, a, a variety of rhythms, uh, creating a disturbance, and yet being able to flow with that. Um, Jesus was a master at syncopation. I mean, no matter what came his way, he was ready, he was focused, he was able to adjust and adapt to whatever was around mm -hmm. him. And um, which lead, leads to the next teaching, which I shared, we shared, uh, symphonic jazz, which is when, at the beginning of the jazz age, uh, it was all over the place. And then um, these two or three guys kind of rose up and they had a background in music theory and they were able to implement some of the old basic things and then add the jazz component. Mm. And that's when jazz then became like the genre that we know it as today. And so so it has, it has some foundational things, yet it has some variety and, and adaptation. And that's how our faith is. You know, we have some solid things that we, we hold on to and we, yes. and we walk out, you know. And yet there's some points and times in our lives that we just kind of have to say, okay, where do I go with this, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that, and which came up with a new word I, I just kind of invented. It was called Simprovise. Uh, and Simprovise is a blend of symphony where it's you're playing together and you're improving, you mm -hmm. know. So you're ad adjusting, and which is very much a jazz dynamic. And um, and Jesus, you know, he was getting his people to understand, hey, this is what has been said, mm -hmm. but here's how I want you to live. 
And he was talking about loving your enemies and not hating your enemies, which they used to say before. And so he was introducing a whole new dynamic to this world. And so it wasn't, it wasn't uh, accepted by everyone. But those that did, they found freedom in it. And, and so I think that's the beauty of the journey that we have with God is that we're, we're recognizing that we can grow and learn and adapt to whatever comes our way. Which leads to last week, we talked about the paradox, um, which is a statement that is contradictory or opposed to common sense, yet it is perhaps true. And uh, mm -hmm. talked about the only constant is change. That's a paradox, you know, but it is a constant. And yet, letting go of things, you gain all things. And mm -hmm. losing things, you get life. Yeah. Yeah, we, we see the unseen, you know. Um, you know, faith. That's what faith is. It's like, mm -hmm. can't really see it. It's the evidence of things not seen, right? And so we live by dying, you know, mm -hmm. total paradox. How, do, how does that work? Yes. But um, those are things that uh, jazz does also. Jazz plays within the paradox. It's always... It seems like it doesn't fit, it doesn't work, but it does. It does. And that's how life is, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, last week I shared that, you know, uh, jazz music has a three components that are part of, a big part of music. Um, and it's the paradox, the mystery, and romance. And so today, we're going to talk about the mystery. Oh, not romance yet? Not yet. Oh, shut. Next week. Okay. Um, and so, I'm, I, I looked up mystery definition. It says, one that is not fully understood or that baffles or eludes the understanding mm -hmm. and enigma. And so the mystery of jazz um, was that. It created this, this impact in the community. Um, it had a powerful in, impact in the musical, especially community, because what it did is it created a whole different sound, a different genre mm -hmm. of music. Uh, it had fluidity of, of musicians that were going back and forth and uh, different instruments with independent, independent spirits or intuitions and they'd go somewhere and people would follow them and say, oh wow, that's pretty cool. And they'd create a whole new sound. And that, I think that was the beautiful thing about jazz. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the coolest things about jazz is that it's created a whole new genre, many, many genres of music that have come from jazz. And so... Um, and it's based on the musician's intuition. They can switch right in the middle of something and then boom, go someplace else, and there you are. And uh, all of a sudden, you've got this dynamic growing. And it's like, wait a minute, that's got a cool sound. And the next thing you know, it's become a hit. It's become a song that everybody plays. And so I think that one of the things about the, uh, the jazz world is that it, because it stretches the limit, it goes to that very edge, uh, stays within the musical... Uh, you know theories and what have you but it stretches it pulls it a little bit to a side and so you see the big band the blues swing ragtime bossa nova fusion funk r&b all of those have reggae. been affected is What's reggae it? a part of it too um you know what i didn't see it when i looked at the list but mm -hmm. it is you know it could be it could be possible but um, swing and salsa yeah i like that yeah and so um so the mystery i wanted to look at mystery from a spiritual perspective and I looked it up also, and it says a truth that was never previously known, a truth which human intellect could never discover, but one which has now been made known by divine revelation. Mm, like fully man and fully divine, how God is fully human, yeah. how he could lay down all of his de deity um, to take on flesh Yeah. for a limited time. How could if he you be man? Yeah, Trinity. Father, yeah. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Three in the essence of one. Yeah. It's a huge The virgin mystery. birth. The virgin how does, how birth. does that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, it was prophesied. And yet, 
um, it happened, and they're still surprised, even though it said it was going to happen. And so, um, and God has revealed mysteries throughout. You you see through Scripture many mysteries that we can't put our finger on. Yes. But they, but little by little, God has been revealing, had been revealing it to His people, to mainly the Jews. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually, it was to all people. And uh, twenty one times this word mystery shows up in the epistles with Paul, mm. and it was a um, a declaration of spiritual truth revealed by God through divine inspiration. So during his time when he was in the desert, hearing from God and getting his ministry ready, God was revealing truth to him yeah. because he had he had grown as a as a Jewish uh, you know rabbi or teacher, and then all of a sudden God meets him. And he starts to flip everything upside down and start to show him, show him new things. And so all of a sudden he was a changed man because now he understood. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's what he's done with us. Um, I wanted to share just one uh, mystery that I find just so amazing. Um, it's in Colossians 125 uh, through 27. He says, Paul says, this mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time. But now it's out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of the religious standing. The mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. That's awesome. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. That's beautiful. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's so awesome. So Paul was just saying, this is the bottom line. This That's is the story right. that we're telling in the whole world. Christ is in you. You believe what Christ has done and you become a follower of Christ. You will experience what this means here. And so, so I wanted to break this down. First of all, God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious mm -hmm. secret inside and out. That word wanted... Uh, the word is thelo. It describes a desire that comes from one's emotion and results in an active decision of one's will. Mm. Thelo is very personal because it reflects one's inner preference. So there was this passion. There was this desire that God mm -hmm. had. He's like, I want people to know this. To know this. Mm -hmm. Because he knew that once we understood Christ in us, that that was going to change everything. Yeah. You know, we would know that, number one, we're not alone trying to figure this thing out on this world. We have Christ mm. within us, right? The mind of Christ. Yes. He wanted everyone to know. And then the, the word know is gnosko. And that gnosko doesn't mean just like having knowledge. Um, what it means is to experience that knowledge. It's a personal thing. So he wanted you to experience personally mm. what Christ in you means, right? And so he wanted you to know this and he wanted you to experience this. And to make it known in an experiential way. Christ in you. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Um, one of the famous uh, theologians, G. Campbell Morgan, he said this. This is the essential, personal, individual miracle of Christianity. Christ mm. within. The prophet teaching so that I need no man to teach me. Christ within. The priest. So that I need no other priest and need take no pilgrimage to find a shrine of worship. It is in my own life, for he is there. Christ within, as king, so that I bow the knee to no scepter and no throne except to such as he authorizes. Christ in you. That is the great miracle. 
the great mystery, mm. the individual fact on which all the other facts of Christianity are based. That's good. That's what this guy was saying. He's saying, you know, that is the bottom line. Mm. The bottom line is Christ in you, that he is your prophet, priest, and king. And he leads you. That's why it says you. for the husband, be the priest in your home. Mm-hmm. Because a man that's walking hard after God is the priest in the home. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's really good. Yeah. And the prophet that that God could use us to speak blessings yeah. and to speak to speak over people, just cast forth destiny from our mouths. It's really right. exciting. Yeah, it is. You know, um, you know, I started thinking about this and it, it reminded me of when God first created Adam, you know, and he, he reaches into the ground and he starts to form the body and, and then it says he breathed into him mm-hmm. right he breathes life into this clump of clay and uh adam now exists right created an image and likeness of god mm. and so as we all are and um and so he breathes in and then of course the fall um he he lost the spiritual connection with the father mm-hmm. well god had the plan right it was going to, you know, Jesus, the Messiah, was going to come. And so now, just before Jesus um, left to go back to heaven, it says that he breathed on his disciples. And he says, receive the Spirit. I wonder if that was like a pointing back to when when uh, God breathed into Adam, the first Adam, life. And mm-hmm. then now Jesus, the second Adam, was breathing life into his disciples through the spirit mm. and so i just i just wonder because it was like a beautiful thing that he did and so i i don't know if they understood that until the holy spirit fell upon them and so so that's the great mystery and so jesus spoke of this throughout and he said uh when he was with his disciples and they were seeing what he was doing and then he would send them out and say you can do the same thing and he told them, greater things than these you will do mm. because i go to the father and he said, when I go to the Father, I will send you the Spirit. And the Spirit will teach you all these things. And, and you will remember all that I said. And so um, in John fourteen seventeen, it says, The world does not recognize the Spirit of truth, because it does not know the Spirit and is unable to receive Him. But you do know the Spirit, because He lives with you. Right? He lives with you. So they were seeing the Spirit moving around them. He lives with you. And then he says, and he will dwell in you. So he was speaking prophetically. There was going to come come a day. Yes, when he that, would tabernacle with us. Exactly, mm-hmm. that he would have his his temple, mm-hmm. his holy of holies, would mm-hmm. be in you. That's great. And in me. Mm-hmm. And so it just prior- makes us understand the great tragedy when we hurt ourselves, and when we don't take care of our own temple. How we're really, we need to understand. What that really implies. Mm-hmm. If Christ lives in us, mm-hmm. would we would we live differently? Would we treat other believers, right. recognizing they're made in God's creation, yeah. that Christ dwells in them? Would we treat them differently, right. or would we still take for granted the great mystery? Right, right. And so, so how do we look at one another? You know, just like mm. you, what you said. You know, if we understand that it's no longer a mystery because we recognize. Christ in them, mm-hmm. then we will we will honor that. Mm-hmm. You know, we will see them and mm-hmm. with a different different uh, light. You mm-hmm. know, different perspective, um, which reminds me of a, another passage in Romans. It says, and Romans eight nine, he says, but if God Himself has taken up residence in your life, 
you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Mm-hmm. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what you're talking about. But for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, mm-hmm. he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. Mm-hmm. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. These are word-giving life. Mm-hmm. These, these words are, if we could just grab a hold of what it means. Would we live so victoriously, right? So triumphantly, right? You know, so the so the key, the question is, you know, do do you recognize mm. that you are a new creation, that something dynamic has happened inside you, mm-hmm. so that when you are a follower of Christ, when you've acknowledged what He's done for you and for us, for all of us, and you embrace that truth and you walk that out by faith, then what happens is. Um, you have this this dynamic that happens inside you. They call it being born again, of course, in the scripture in John 3. Mm. You know, you are born again of the Spirit. And then all of a sudden at that moment, you know, your your perspective changes. You you at that moment your spirit comes alive and then you are seated in heavenly places. You are at that moment you're looking you can look at the world through that perspective mm-hmm. versus from the worldly perspective. Because before that, we could just see what we could see. Mm-hmm. You know, we went by our senses. Um, but when you come to the Lord and you start to walk with him, all of a sudden it's almost like he invites you and he says, Hey, come on up here. Let me show you something. Let me show you a perspective that maybe you didn't see. Um, and so that is what helps us then to adjust Mm -hmm. to the movement like jazz, you know, that's what helps us adjust to what happens all around us because you will have a peace inside you. Mm -hmm. You will have the joy inside you. That has nothing to do with the things around you. Because of greater is he who is in you than he that is in this world. And so when you start to live that out, then you will walk with the joy of the Lord. You will have a mm-hmm. peace that, dis- that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. You will be able to meditate and focus on the things that are pure and lovely and beautiful. You, your whole heart and mind changes. Mm. And I think that the key, though, is to recognize that this mystery is no longer a mystery. It's been revealed. Mm. Christ in you. In you. Love and so I want, I want to encourage you to meditate on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just ask the Lord to, to reveal what that really means for you. I love it. And um, I, I, I guarantee you, when he starts to unpack that, your heart will be mm. changed. There will be things that will happen that all of a sudden you have insight that you didn't have before. Because now you're starting to tap into the things that he is doing and you recognize that he dwells inside you. And because he dwells inside you, he will tell you and show you what he would want you to do and whatever comes your way, no matter which way the music is going and the dance Mm -hmm. is going, you'll adjust to it Mm -hmm. because you'll be able to dance with him. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. pray. Okay. Father, thank you, Lord, for just this encouragement of the scripture, Lord, that you dwell within us. And Lord, that um, we have all that we need in you. And I ask God that you would bless every single person that hears this message, that they would grasp that, Lord God, that truth, that Lord, um, your desire, Father, to 
to work through them and in them, Lord God. And I pray that you would fill them afresh with your spirit. And Lord God, that they would recognize all that you've done for them, Lord, and that they would just unpack this and uh, it would change them. It transformed them from glory to glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Love you guys. We'll right. see you next week. Take Hope care. you have a great week. Remember, shake it off. <laughs> Bye-bye.